Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog almost every day as Noni over at aslobcomesclean.com. Noni is short for anonymous because that is where I share the good, the bad, and the ugly of my personal deslobification process. Me getting my own home under control and keeping it under control and sharing the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people who don't necessarily love cleaning and organizing. This is episode or podcast number 52. I'm going to talk about a decluttering strategy that I have, which is probably something that normal people would not call a decluttering strategy, but whatever. Anyway, I call it the head explosion rule. I got an email from somebody recently who read my ebook, Drowning in Clutter, which is $5, or you can get it as a set uh, with 28 Days to Hope for Your Home for $8. Uh, I will link to that in the show notes for this podcast number 52. But in that, I talk about the head explosion rule and using it. And she was just saying that that rule has made a big, huge difference for her in her own um, quest to declutter her home. So I thought, okay, yeah, I want to talk about that because it's anyway, I'll get to in just a minute. Um, I do want to remind you that, um, you can find the show notes for this podcast and all my other podcasts at a slob comes slash podcasts with an S, uh, just go there and you will find the individual podcasts linked. So you can find the show notes for all of them. If you don't see podcast number 52, just scroll to the bottom, click on see all my podcasts here, and it will be there. Okay. Uh, the other thing too is um, islobcomesclean.com slash connect is where you can find links to all my social media channels so that we can connect on Facebook. There's now over 117,000 people connected on Facebook with A Slob Comes Clean, which just is really validating that maybe I'm not the only one in the whole entire world who, um, whose brain works this way. But anyway, um, okay, before I get into the main part, I wanted to answer a question that I, or suggestion, I guess, that I got via email. If you want to send me suggestions for podcasts or questions, email me at a slob becomes clean at gmail.com. Um, and this question. It was, it was great, sweet email. Uh, but she said, is there any way you can share more of your failures? And I talk about those just in random or whatever. Um, and I share a lot of failures over on the blog, uh, which means that what I'm going to be coming out with soon is my blog cast, which will be a separate podcast. I just have to figure out how to do it and then actually get it done. Um, a separate podcast completely different from this one. It will not be, you know, you will not get it from subscribing to this one. You'll have to go subscribe to that too, if you want it, but it'll be a daily blog cast, meaning it'll be the audio version of the posts that I write over on a slobcomesclean.com every day. Uh, so that'll be a way for you to keep up with that. And on that, um, you know, podcasts are kind of ideas. And then we talk about that general idea. Um, the day to day is at a slobcomesclean.com. That is where I share the day in the day out, random things that happen, random decluttering decisions that I had to make how, you know, so there's all sorts of things there. And that will be an audio version of that. But uh, I also have an entire category called failures. And in the show notes for this podcast number 52, I will link to that category. And I looked and there's a lot. Um, anyway, it's just random posts that as I wrote them, I thought, you know, I'm going to categorize this as a failure. <laughs> um, but I, I'll just go ahead and share a failure that I had 
last night, today, I don't know. Um, so tonight is the Valentine's, not Valentine's, it's the daddy daughter dance. Okay. Um, and, uh, we, um, borrowed a dress from a friend last year and then my daughter didn't want to wear it because it itched or was tight or whatever in the wrong place. So, um, she ended up not wearing it. Well, it hung on the back of the door in my game room until, I don't know, two or three months ago when I moved it into the closet in her room. So basically it just hung there for like just about a year. Yeah. That, that dress was there. And once upon a time when it was first lent to us, which was lent to us at the suggestion of someone else, they said, Hey, do you want to borrow this dress for your daughter? And I said, sure. Even though I know, I mean, that was my first mistake. I need to not borrow things from people. I don't do well with borrowing because returning is like almost impossible. I mean, I keep them in a certain place in my home so that I'll remember. But unless that person knows me well enough and comes in my home often enough to know that uh, I just have to get it myself. It'll be there. It's not like I'm using it and stealing it. I have it in a certain spot and it's absolutely the intention of my soul to return it. Um, But then, yeah, I'm really bad at that. So anyway, it had been hanging on the back of this door to remind me to take it to her forever. Well, it had a cardigan on it, a little sweater. I cannot find that stupid sweater anywhere in my house, which made for a really frustrating night last night because we searched through everything and it was not how I wanted to spend my Thursday night on a day when I had had a crown put or I don't know what it was that they did at the dentist, but it was really painful and it took forever and I was in a really, really bad mood. So that was not what I wanted to do. And that was just one of those moments of frustration where I go, okay, my house is so much better than it was five years ago. I mean, it really is just light years. Our, we function better. We pretty much always have clean dishes and clean clothes. And I can let people in my house, you know, most of the time, anytime. Um, it's not going to be perfect ever at all. But, you know, I can have people over, like officially have them over with an hour or two notice. I mean, I really have come so far but I still have so far to go. And I just, this is always going to be a struggle for me. It will always be a struggle. I'm never going to just have easy to go through. I mean, maybe I will, who knows? Wouldn't that be great? But easy to go through every nook and cranny of my house because the nook and crannies, you know, that's where the things just kind of tend to pile up anyway. So that's a failure for this week that I thought I would share since someone specifically asked for a failure. There you go. Um, this year I bought a dress. Okay. Yeah. She did not wear, um, a borrowed dress this year because (laughs) not that she wore one last year anyway, but okay. So I'm talking specifically today about the head explosion rule. My, yes, my head was going to explode last night, but that didn't really apply to decluttering. Um, cause it was exploding over what I couldn't find and I need to find. Um, Okay. So the original post that I wrote about this, this is, that's the thing about a slobcomesclean.com. That's where I kind of figure things out. That's where I share what I'm doing and how I'm learning from what I'm doing. So the original post where I kind of personally came up with this decluttering strategy for myself 
was I was working in my master bedroom, you know, same old story of my entire life. And I ran across a shirt or a top or a blouse or whatever you want to call it that was really fairly new. And I had purchased it one of those rare times when I had gone to Ross, because that's, you know, fancy shopping for me, when I'd gone to Ross and actually found, I think it was four tops that I really, really loved. And I felt good in all of them. I felt cute. I wore them. I got compliments. I was really excited to have some new clothes because it had been a while before I went this time. Well, I actually, you know, hit the jackpot, did great that day. And then one of them that was my absolute favorite, um, favorite, I got a hole in it, like down by my waist. And I could not figure out what caused that. And I knew that I'd had some old shirts that had gotten holes in that exact same spot. And so I was really frustrated because I was like, well, obviously it's the same thing causing these holes, but I couldn't figure out what it was. Is it, is it the fabric? Is it that I'm, you know, leaning up against something while I'm cooking? I mean, what is it that's causing these holes right there in the front at the waist? You know, well, by the time I was decluttering this item, which was significantly, um, a significant amount, significant amount of time since I had ever worn it because I wasn't wearing it because of the hole. I know. Um, anyway, when I finally was dealing with this, I'm saying I'm in the mode to declutter and I ran across this shirt and it made my head want to explode because I went, but I love this shirt, but it has a hole in it, but I love it. And it was a good deal. And I really felt cute in that shirt, but it has a hole in it, but maybe no one will notice but I'm pretty sure they will. Okay. And so all these things going on in my head makes my head just want to explode because I'm thinking this isn't fair that I can't wear this shirt anymore. And somehow that not fairness made me just keep it longer than I should. And instead of saying, Oh, okay, let me make a logical decision here. I instead said, um, my head feels like it's going to explode. I'm pretty sure that means I don't need to keep it. Okay. I don't know what to do with this. This is overwhelming to me. Then my default answer becomes, okay, then I declutter it. If it makes, if you're not someone like me, maybe you don't have these moments when you're decluttering, but if you are, and you run across something and it just makes you go, I don't know, then make the default answer to declutter it. Okay. Now let me just say, this isn't just, oh, wow, I decided on this and came up with this idea. It honestly is from observations that I've made. Um, I have a post about uh, a time when one of my good friends, who I call normal friend on the blog, she came and specifically helped me clean my master bedroom. Like she was so excited, which makes her not normal, um, to get in there and clean my master bedroom. She just, she loves to clean. Again, not normal. Anyway, but I call her normal friend. I guess there's irony there or whatever. Um, But anyway, so she had come down and I had watched her clean. Okay. Now this is somebody I've known for a very, very long time. Um, I know I've been in her home unexpectedly, unannounced, you know, I mean, she was married long before me. So, you know, she was kind of the hosty type. Um, Anyway, her house is always great and she loves keeping her house and that's like her passion is having her neat, clean house and that's great. So she wanted to come down and help. So I was just watching, okay, what is it about this that, you know, what's so different about how she does things that obviously works versus how I do things that did not work at all. 
you know, and one of the things I really noticed was how fast she was. She didn't agonize over things. She didn't stop and think about everything. She didn't stop in the doorway of the room and say, oh my goodness, this is so awful. I'm never going to get this done. How long do you think this is really going to take? I mean, she just got in there and she got after it and she was so stinking fast. And one of the things she said was she would come across something and she would just kind of look at me with this look on her face and go, do you want to keep this? You know, and then she said at one point, she said, you know what I do in my house? If I'm not sure, I just throw it away. If I'm just, if I look at something and I don't know immediately what I should do with it and where it should go, she goes, I just throw it away. If I'm not sure, that's what I do. So that is her default answer. I mean, that's, that's what she defaults to is, uh, I don't, okay, throw it away. All right. And then it's gone and it's out of her realm. Now that so goes against me and how I used to operate. I would say I'm more on that spectrum now than I used to be. Um, but it is not automatic. It's something I have to tell myself, okay, if this makes me feel like my head is going to explode, I'm going to get rid of it. But you know, my default reaction was to analyze and to try to think of a good reason to keep it or a really good reason to not keep it and think about, okay, well, what, you know, when might I need this? Okay, let's say, let's say that something happened and everything in the entire house was ruined except for this one bedroom. Well, then I would want all the clothes that we could possibly have. Whatever. I mean, I can come up with all these great scenarios. Great is in quotation marks. But so my point is my default reaction is to agonize, to analyze, to try to figure out what I should do with it. And honestly, my default reaction is to keep it. If I'm not sure, well, then I keep it. If she's not sure, she gets rid of it. And that is something I see over and over again in people whose homes are consistently under control. They err on the side of throwing things away or donating or whatever, but on getting it out of the house. They do not, if, if it's i I'm not sure what to do, they don't keep it. They get rid of it. Okay. I mean, they'd rather throw it away or get rid of it than live with something that they're not absolutely confident what they're going to do with it. Okay. I'm going to tell you this little story about her normal friend, which kind of proves she's not normal. But, um, I I remember, and this was at a time where I didn't really have my official home yet. I think I was married, but you know, we weren't moved into our homes. I mean, I, I was not quite at that point where I was going to magically be organized. Like I always assumed that I would be. Um, so, you know, I was just listening and she was telling me that she had donated to Goodwill, like, you know, in the bags on the front porch or whoever it was that she donated to for people to come pick up and haul away. I mean, not like donated to a museum or something. She had donated a huge collection of dolls from all around the world that were given to her by her stepfather, I believe. Please don't like if I don't think she listens to these, but anyway, um, but my, my memory is that her step, not her stepfather, her step grandfather, I'm sorry, her step grandfather, um, was from Egypt and, um, had done tons of world traveling or whatever. Anyway, he had this huge collection of dolls from all around the world. 
And she knew they were incredibly sentimental. She knew they were possibly valuable. I mean, I don't know. But she didn't know what to do with them. So her default reaction was to donate them. Now that is one big old kind of extreme, especially compared to someone like me. Um, but that just kind of gives you the idea of how people with homes that don't get cluttered, how it is that they think. Let's look inside the mind of those people and say, okay, I'm not thinking that any of my readers could ever possibly bring themselves to do that. Maybe, maybe. Um, But how can we take that and say, okay, really, do I need to agonize over this thing that doesn't have any sentimental value and doesn't have any monetary value? And I don't need it. But you know, it's a, it's a, cap to a milk bottle that what if I wanted to make a homemade checkerboard one day? And, uh, you know, I mean, really, do we need to agonize all over, over all these things? If she can do that, maybe I can get rid of the stuff that really isn't valuable or sentimental or whatever. Um, and I will tell you, it's now been at least probably 15 years since then. I have never once heard her cry about those dolls. I know, right? I have you know, her kids have grown up and I doubt they ever, ever even knew that they existed. Um, yeah, they're alive and well and successful and healthy and all that kind of wonderful stuff. Um, she did have a pang of guilt. I will say that, you know, when she told me this, she said, I did kind of feel like, should I have done that? But her life wasn't ruined and she didn't dwell on it forever. Okay. Um, and that's another thing too. Okay. Now here, I know this gets people's undies in a wad for sure when we talk about these things but you know she throws things in the trash trash if she's not sure okay now she lives in an area where there's recycling um I don't so um you know she'll do all that whatever whatever she's supposed to do with it but um you know I think that sometimes people like me tend to think well what's the very best thing I could do with this item what's the best most ideal thing that I can possibly do. Um, and sometimes that keeps us from doing anything. Okay. I used to stress, stress, stress about, I used to stress about every little piece of trash. I mean, really, but if it's really trash, which is, was my question, is this really trash or is this something I could reuse someday? And instead realizing, oh wait, okay. If I'm not sure if it's even trash, then I should probably just decide it's trash, right? Okay. Um, this comes um, a lot with decluttering momentum. You know, one of the things I talk about a lot is don't start with the most sentimental thing. Don't start with grandpa's doll collection from around the world. Okay. Start with the trash, the stuff that's actually trash that you don't want in your home because it tends to be, and there's a whole podcast on decluttering momentum. Um, it tends to be that you know, if you, if you focus mostly on that big thing that you need to declutter, uh, like baby stuff or teaching stuff or whatever it is from a past life, um, then for me personally, I can end up not doing anything because I'm thinking about that stuff. Uh, okay. Some things that I have gotten to a point where I'm okay pitching. Okay. And when I say pitch, I mean, it goes in the trash or the recycling bin or the donate box. It's just kind of a general, I'm getting rid of this. All right. Um, you know, things for me, I've decided it's okay to throw away or recycle if possible and easily accessible. Um, 
toys that are missing a vital piece. You know, if a toy is missing what it needs to be played with, then you know what? It's, it's really tacky to try to sell that in a garage sale or it's, it's tacky to try to donate it. I mean, sure, you can look on eBay if you want and check completed listings and decide, oh, guess what? People are paying 50 bucks for this teeny tiny toy part. Great. If you want to check that and that works out for you, go for it. But when you check it and you find out that, of course, no one's going to buy this half gone toy that can't even be played with, well, give yourself permission to just say, okay, you know, get rid of it. Instead of, you know, the agonizing defaulting to, okay, this makes my head want to explode because I think, well, this part that isn't missing, it's in really good condition. You know, it looks brand new, except that you can't play with it because it doesn't have the pieces you need to be able to play with it. Like puzzles with missing pieces. I mean, come on, you know, I mean, I mean, really how frustrating is it? Not that I'm a puzzle person, but I have worked two or three in my lifetime. Um, but how frustrating is it to get down to the end and you're missing one piece? I mean, it's, it's kind of a slap in the face of those nerdy people. I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? Those people who spend hours and hours and hours doing puzzles. I think puzzles are great. I really do. I mean, I, my family loves puzzles they just don't fit my personality very well. Anyway, but you know, if you get down to the point where someone has put a ton of effort and work and joy into this, and then it's missing two pieces, that's really, that's, that's pretty awful. You know, I mean, so when something's missing a vital piece, it's okay. It doesn't need to go in the donate box and it doesn't need to go in the, um, you know, you don't need to keep it for just in case, just go ahead, get rid of it, you know? Um, and sometimes that's hard too. Cause you think, what if I find those two puzzle pieces later, the world will, I mean, they're going to, it's going to be okay. They're going to, the world's going to survive. Um, toys your kids hate, but you spent money on. This is a tough one. Um, there's a great guest post, which is actually just, uh, an email that a reader sent me that I absolutely loved. And it's basically her telling the story of using the container concept, uh, to get her kids to declutter their toys. She gave them tubs and she said, okay, you can fill this up. At first they were all, Oh, I can't believe it. Anyway, but they only filled them three quarters of the way and then they were done. And so she got rid of tons and tons of things because she used this container concept. But she said, you know, one of the things that was really hard was watching them put McDonald's toys in there and not care enough about the toys that I spent a lot of money on to put those in there with them. They didn't keep the stuff she'd spent a bunch of money on, but instead saying, you know what? It makes my head want to explode. This is me. Okay. This is me talking now, not her. But you know, I look at this and I go, it makes my head want to explode when I have that those, those two things clashing. The one thing is I spent a lot of money. I put a lot of effort into that. I put a lot of work into obtaining that item that I was sure they were going to like. That's the one thing going on inside me. And then warring with that is the reality that my kids don't like it or that it has a hole in it, that shirt or, you know, whatever it is that reality versus the ideal. I think those two things kind of spark together to create that head explosion. And when that head explosion feeling comes on, which is a real true physical feeling, in case you're not like me, you might not know that, but if you are like me, you know it. I mean, it makes your head want to explode. If you get that way, okay, well then it's gone. If this is nothing is worth my head exploding, like for real, nothing is worth my head exploding. So okay, get rid of that. Um, other things, these are just ideas. Um, VHS tapes, you know, that's, that's one of those things, the ideal verse of 
Well, you know what? Um, we spent a lot of money on those and we have all the Disney con- collection and which is great. I mean, come on, that's wonderful. Um, or, you know, oh, we've got, I got all those for 25 cents at a garage sale. And my kids, what if, what if this, what if that? Did you know, I don't think they even, I know they don't make VHS tapes anymore, which I'm assuming means at some point in the world, they're not going to make VHS players anymore. I mean, most people don't even have them anymore, which is just a little bit crazy when you think about it. Cause I don't think we ever thought that would happen, but they don't. Um, so it doesn't mean that you have to get rid of the, the Disney ones. If you need to keep that, great if you have the space for it. But if you're keeping Disney VHS tapes on a shelf and keeping them on that shelf keeps you from being able to keep the things you do need, then that's the container concept and that shelf is over full. Well, anyway, I'm not going to go into all that right now. But my point is, um, you know, for, for us, we have basically gotten rid of all the VHS tapes, except our personal ones, like the ones from our wedding and all those things. I think, Oh my goodness, I've got to, I've got to get those things, um, transferred over and you know, all that, which I would love to hear y'all's experiences having VHS tapes transferred over. Was it worth it to you to pay someone else to do it? There is actually a little thing. I just saw it at Best Buy when I was there. Um, last weekend. And, uh, I was like, Oh, I didn't even know this existed, but they have a little converter where you basically plug a VCR. So you'd have to have a VCR. You plug your VCR that you already have into this thing. And then it plugs into your computer and you can, um, transfer things into, I think it comes with the software too, but you can transfer things to, um, digital files which I'm all about the digital because I love search words instead of digging through closets looking for um, little cardigans for the father-daughter dance, but whatever. Um, but anyway, so that's that's kind of the um, uh, one of those. Things. Anyway, so I'm going to link to that item just in case for you. I would love to hear your experience. Is it worth it to you to go ahead and pay someone else to do it? How much did that cost you? Because I don't know. And I really, that's one of those things on my humongous list of things to do in my lifetime before they disintegrate. Um, but, uh, you know, or is it, would it be worth it? Cause I mean, I'm assuming you have to play each and every item, which means that, um, you know, that takes time and effort and keeping it in your house longer. Sometimes it's worth it to pay someone else to do it for you. Um, okay. So I'm going to end there today. Thank you so much for joining me again. This is podcast number 32, 32. Why did I just say that? 52. And you can find it linked with the show notes at a slobcomesclean.com slash podcasts. And I wanted to remind you once more that, um, you can get drowning in clutter, which the subtitle for that book is, or tagline or however you want to call it, um, is don't grab a floaty drain the ocean. And it's basically a different way of looking at clutter and also gives you specific strategies to use working through the clutter in your own home to help you emotionally let go, physically let go, all of that. Um, then the other, uh, thing that I want to make sure you are reminded of is that I will be starting another podcast, hopefully very, very soon that will not take away from this. It won't be in the same feed. Um, but to make sure that you don't miss out on when that happens, uh, go to, um, a slobcomesclean.com and up at the top, you will see, 
um, where you can sign up for my email list. And I would love to have you sign up for that. And that way you don't miss anything when it comes by email. Uh, we're on Facebook. Not everything shows up. And, you know, if you come once in a while, you might miss something on the website. So the email is the best way to stay connected consistently. So thank you so much for joining me and I will see you next week. Bye.